Here I am, Coco, an old friend, here with members from the Coco Collective community. Each week, we inspire you to get back on to Blueprint through our experiences and journey living from a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is your vibrational experience. Hi, well, it's been a while that we've had coffees with Coco and Scott, but got the nudge this morning, and all I can smell is cinnamon on his latte sitting beside me. Who puts cinnamon on their lattes? Closet bouge. Closet bouge. <laughs> Closet bouge people. So welcome, everyone. A lot is going on out in the world right now, as per usual. It's it's so interesting when you see it with conscious eyes, how it's like one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. It just keeps ramping up. Um, my February energy report, we just have been really talking about it in sessions and so much within the community about how, you know, the news really did change on February 19th and, you know, the whole world um, got distracted. And I'm I'm going to read the the March energy report later on in this podcast, but you know, here we are, Scott. The world is is wrapped up. It is. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence had a baby. <laughs> There's my celebrity gossip. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's all he's got. Let's try and stay out of that shit. Yeah, so how are we feeling about everything? I feel that the big pulse that we need to kind of get into, and and I apologize if Scott is slurping on his coffee too much. You know, we're just real over here. Um, the real struggle I'm feeling for a lot of people is that fear, doubt, and hesitation for what it truly means to send and live as a light. I feel like well, we need to start there. Well, that's, that's a good place to start, but let's start off with like, the distractions because they did ramp them up, which kind of tie, which will tie okay, into you. You go ahead, Scott. Why well, say Scott is back? Just had a very good like download the other day about stuff, and I've been kind of I tiptoe in and out of the news, so I kind of I'm aware of what's going on in the world. And it dawned on me the other day that the best way to describe it is news articles. If you look at news articles as movies. What are they, what emotion are they trying to get me to feel? Love if that. you If you put on a romantic movie and you watch it, the movie is trying to tell you a story to make you feel love. Yes. If you put on a, a movie like The Art of Dogs Racing in the Rain, the director <laughs> and the writer are trying to make you ball feel. Ball your eyes out. <laughs> exactly, make you ball your eyes out. Yeah. When we put on a horror movie, the whole entire premise of the movie is to scare us. Yes. So as we read these news stories, what emotion are they invoking in us? Because I am like trying not to get wrapped up into like current events, uh, but I am so massively confused about what's going on in the world right now because nothing to me makes sense, which is probably trying to create necessarily a spin because yeah, and it a doesn't distraction. And a distraction because it seems very illogical and I don't want to get into it if you are at the light clinic you don't want to discuss it we'll like I'll throw out a few things for you but that's essentially what I'm what I'm trying to get at is what is this news story that you're listening to or reading evoking a feeling in you because that's what they want to do because if they can get you to have a feeling 
other of like, wow, that's like super good news. Wow, I'm so happy for them. Like Jennifer Lawrence had a baby. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. Or like, wow, the world's on fire. World War Three. Oh shit, we're all gonna die. I better go fucking hoard some groceries and buy some more toilet paper. Those are the feelings that the articles are trying to invoke in you because you are the product. They want, they need you it's to the buy. Business of fear. They need you to buy the newspaper or mm-hmm. tune into the news. And they need to keep you distracted because of what is happening, quote unquote, on the other side of the game. Okay, so Scott's whole analogy that's saying look at what you read, what you intake, everything as a movie is so amazing, especially for a lot of people who have like that addiction to pain that are watching movies, are watching things and creating emotions, highs or lows within the motion it's like your whole entire life you've been sold to you've been manipulated to you've been you know curated to feel an emotion and sit in that state it's almost like you know you but you've been controlled okay you've been controlled your whole entire life so now there's this massive distra- distractions happening all the time all over the place. I mean, it's just ramping up. It's it's one thing to the next. And that is happening because on the opposite side, the polarity of the game, the reality that you see out there is the bliss and the new world. So if we can distract you, if we can keep you away from that, then that's great because then you are giving up your energy into that higher frequency and it's going to the lower frequency. And that's what you need to understand is that when you are in the low frequency, which is fear and anything associated with that, you can't live in the bliss of the new. So the game keeps trying to keep you disempowered. Well, the game right now is the story about polarity. Yes. But that's just a very kind of like, I'm going to call it a very like broad term for what's going on because it's fear on both sides. The real polarity is the fear that's trying to consume me, either like whatever side that you pick out in the game or the light. So the polarity is actually between light living and human living. Yes. Because polarity in the game is a choice between which fear am I choosing? Mm-hmm. When really there's always that third option, mm-hmm. which is get removing yourself from the game and living as a light being. Yes, exactly. And most people are getting really hammered down when I was saying about that trust and courage, Pete Scott, is people are living in that victim, rescuer, abuser triangle. And then in the middle, they have their fear, doubt, and um, hesitancy. And Shri and Kira had put that out last week. And I loved it so much because I was like, I'm seeing it across the board in sessions, across the board in so many things, is where people are stuck in that cycle. And then they get into the middle of that self-sabotage, which is the trust and courage we're trying to talk about. Yeah. And it's kind of going back to the basics because realistically, so many people are getting pulled into that. It just looks like a fishing hook of that better human life. Well, I mean, it, that yeah, it's essentially just it. It's we talk about like the light clinic and light technology and how it can improve your life. But really the trusting portion of it, the spiritual portion of it is the one that almost everyone seemingly struggles with the most Yes. because we always still want to try and understand. Yes. And understanding is not a feeling. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. Understanding something is not a feeling. It's a thought. Mm -hmm. So if you understand something, it does not mean you have felt it. It means you 
can understand the feeling that's associated <laughs> with it. Yeah. Mic drop. But you still have to feel the actual emotion. And a lot of people have, I mean, the whole world being programmed and manipulated for so long. I mean, you for a large portion of your life did not feel. So it's like, how do we sum that up for everybody? Because a lot of people are in that category where they're refusing to feel. They don't want to feel. They're using the language. Like people can listen to this podcast and read all of our magazines, everything we put out, everything like that, and be able to almost memorize the words, the language, understand it, but they're not feeling anything that's associated with it. So that's a big disconnect that's going on in the world as a whole. It's like you bypass, you bypass, you bypass, and then you wonder why you don't trust. You wonder why you're scared. You wonder why you're in fear because you're coming at everything from an understanding and thinking standpoint. It's cause and effect. It's like, you know, I need you to prove it for me to believe it. And then you live in that whole concept mentality versus a state of being. And I feel like we really need to just kind of give some golden nuggets for people on how to flip from this concept lack of trust to the state of being because it does take dedication it does take making choices that are really really challenging at times you know like even last week I cleaned up I had a I had an Instagram account that I had been using for the last three years to use as my wound work so I had people that had followed me from my contrast life the odd family members all the things and I would post on it you know, pictures of my of my body or pictures of things from my wound work. And every time I posted it, a name would come up about who I would feel the ping from. And I finally got the nudge that like I've moved on and I've changed that whole Instagram account. I changed the name finally. I removed a whole bunch of people. I unfollowed people to just keep it super, super clean. And even I felt some pings about doing that. But I was like, this is the choice that I have to continue to make that people don't see to keep my pipeline clean. And that's the biggest thing is all these choices that we have to make every single day that allow us to live the bliss that allow us to create instantaneous manifestation but you have to be so solid in you and that comes with the very basics of the trust yeah trust trust is everything even with all the work we do in the light clinic and when you guys are out there and you guys have come in for sessions and you guys take what you've learned out into the world the results can very much be cause and effect yes Right. So it's very simple to believe in that because you know what? Like, hey, I quit smoking marijuana. I quit drinking. Guess what? I feel better. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. That's cause and effect. Because yeah. naturally, any your ego and your consciousness can be like, of course you feel amazing because you're no longer on drugs. Yeah. So it's very easy to buy into that. Mm -hmm. But now it's a lot harder to buy into some of the more like abstract concepts. And that's where we need like the faith of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Because it goes back to everybody wanting to understand, you know, and wanting to be able to think their way through everything. But once you do the first bit of like human actionables, I'd say, you know, the quitting, if you have any addictions, you know, the start of cleaning out your, 
your pipeline. Like it's like as a mentor, that's what I spend most of my time with in the early days is clearing out your human pipeline. It's like the family stuff that's clogging you up, the friends that are clogging you up, the finances that are clogging you up, just like the whole human life that you've built. And then you have to unwind. And then everybody at some point makes that shift where like it kind of looks like a drain, you know, when you get the drain or you get the snake and all of a sudden that clog all of a sudden moves and now it starts to flow and you can start moving a bit into that light life. But so many people get to that clog in the drain and they're like, it's never going to move, Scott. It's never going to move. Like, this is so fucking hard. This is bullshit. This is a concept. Da, 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 da. I don't want to do this. I want to pick and choose. Oh my God, my career or this or whatever. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And you get into that victim, rescuer, abuser cycle. And then you get into that self-sabotage in the middle. All because you just need to trust yourself that you are the Drano and it's going to move that clog and there is going to be a shift. And God knows you and I have been through it multiple times where you'd be like, what's the alternative? Well, and we don't know what's beyond the clog. Exactly. Which is also one reason why we don't want to unclog our pipe. Yes. Because we don't know what's there. It, well, it's the polarity you're saying of the light of the fear. So when you when you move into light, your biggest fear is of yourself. It is of the unknown. It is of the potential that you actually do have greatness inside of you. It is the potential that there is a better way to live that you can't even imagine. That scares the shit out of people. So people almost love the polarity of the game more because it's known. You know, you you can book a trip tomorrow. You can do all these things. You can plan. You can grasp. You can control. But living is a light you like you said you have no idea what's beyond the drain other than this knowing and this trust inside of you that there is something more that there is something better than it but you have to want it and you have to surrender to being on that slide down the drain and having no idea what happens when you go through that and that's where people are really struggling well yeah cuz i don't want to say it's easy because it's probably super super hard but if you were to look at a journey of a of a person or a light being from a person to light being the stuff at the beginning, Mm -hmm. the quitting of the job, the removing of the friends, the maybe leaving a partner or just even moving across the country seems super, super hard. Yeah, they do. And and to interrupt when people hear that people think keyword think that when you start and do the work, that's, that's what's going to happen right away. And it doesn't. You know, there's stages of everything. Everybody's different. Not everybody's leaving their partner. Not everybody's quitting their job. You know, you know what's out of alignment in your life. And that's why you're so pinged by starting the work because you don't want to admit it. Yeah. So um, trying to get back and make sure I'm on the train, proper train of thought here. Like that stuff seems super duper hard. Yes. But really, it's the easier stuff to do because yeah. it's also... The very 3D things. Exactly, the external things. It's the external things. But that also helps build a base for the faith and the trust once we move forward into the more deeper emotional like stuff, the things, the languages, mm-hmm. the, the symbolism to really help you move and grow. Yeah. And it always comes down to just being honest with yourself. Like, are you wanting just a really good human life where you're not pinged and wounded and then you're, you know, you're happy or at least you're content or do you want to live like a like the the great light life where like you're living on top of the world and it's just like easy it's easy those are the things that we need to be like honest about because it's okay if you only want to go so far Mm -hmm. that's the choice that we all have Mm -hmm. 
hey, I made it to level fucking 25. I'm good here. Mm-hmm. But we have to have the ability to actually voice that and to notice that. Yeah. And we, I really, really, really want to touch on that because it's like the, 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 the great human life, like I'm going to use me and Scott as an example so people can start understanding this a little bit more because I still feel that people are kind of in the gray about it. So, you know, if, if me and Scott, um, back in the day, we're still running our companies, um, but we had met an us and though that us was mentoring us and showing us where the wounds were in our company and all that stuff that would have been a great human life, right? Is at least we would have had somebody to give us some language to be able to not be chickens with our head cut off, you know, be able to maybe do some conscious parenting. Like we're talking like Tony Robbins vibes. We're talking Brene Brown vibes. We're talking about Eckhart Tolle vibes. Boy, wash your face. (laughs) Yeah, Rachel Hollis (laughs) vibes. Like if we could have had that version of us back then, then me and Scott could have easily said, oh yeah, we're living our best human life because we could have then attached being like, yeah, we run these businesses, you know, we're empowering people. We have our mentor on the side, Tony Robbins, helping us, you know, reach our goals, but still, you know, be living a high vibe life and use all that language, right? We still would have went to the family functions and we would have talked and talked about all the great things that we're doing. But essentially... In our lives, inside of us, there still would have been a stir, okay? But we would have denied it. We would have been like, we have all the money. We have the house. We have Tony Robbins. We have all the things. Life's good. That's an example of a better human life, okay? And that is where me as a mentor, I can see it straight away when people want that. I just have to get them to admit it to themselves because I'm your Tony Robbins, Scott is your Tony Robbins. The light clinic is your Tony Robbins. And that's all you fucking want. And that's okay. But be fucking honest with yourself because then you can only go so far, period, right? Now, if you were to switch it, what does the light life mean? It means in mine and Scott's case, we had that whole entire example, did we not? And then all of the, minus the mentors, but then the the brewing inside of us became a fucking storm. And in my case, because it was my, you know, I was the designer of our company in the crater, Scott, unfortunately, was not going to take that over. I blew it up. So we had to sit with the, like Scott said, it's at the beginning, it was the external stuff. It was, it was the, um, the job in our case, the the means of providing for ourselves, And then I would say in the last three years, it was the friends. We went through every single friendship. It just naturally came to us to like witness it, to overview it, to see if it was still aligned. And then, you know, we really, I'd say in the last year and a half, really went through the family stuff and made our decisions with that, including our own kids. Correct? Yeah. And then what happened now is our pipe sitting here today is so clean. So what does that mean? It does not mean that we still don't have a beautiful house, amazing clothes, you know, abundance, 
in all forms coming our way, that we get to travel and do all these things, but we've had to make hard choices. But when I look at you and you look at me, our eyes are clear. And I look at you or you look at me, are we a fucking slushy turd in the inside? I can speak for myself and I feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life. But that took wanting to have the light life. Trusting in that light life. And, tr- yeah. and trusting in it. And not knowing what the end result's going to be, but just knowing that whatever the end result's going to be, it's going to be okay. And better. And better. Yes. Because the story I tell myself 9,000 <laughs> times out of 10 never comes true. Exactly. And one of the big things I want to segue to is the reason why so many people struggle and the reason why things get hard when you're kind of going through the internal work is you're constantly living in the past and you're constantly living in the future and you're not even fucking 1% aware of the, the present moment. And that's how you circle back to the lack of feeling because you can't feel the present moment because you're constantly feeling the past and you're constantly creating a ruminating about a future that hasn't happened. And I think you can speak huge to that because I was definitely that in the past. Uh, well, I'm not sure if the story I'm going to tell you really relates to that, but okay, we're going to go we're, we're going to see. Yes, um, you know how he rolls here. <laughs> <laughs> the um, it's not that we don't want you to have friends. Yeah. It's not that we don't want you to be able to communicate with your family. It's not that we want you to be jobless or whatever the story is. We want all those things for you, but there's a time when you have to remove all of the distractions so you can get real with what you want. So it's a temporary situation, Uh however that unfolds for you. Yes, we know you have to provide, so maybe the job thing is going to be the last thing that's going to change, or maybe it's the first thing you change and you start to a new job. But either way, they're temporary things because we have to remove all the variables so we can get to the solution. Yeah, I love that. And then... The clutter. The clutter, which is where a lot of people have been in the last year, mm-hmm. is that the, which is what the grace of COVID really have allowed people to do because we weren't allowed to travel and see anyone, yeah. is we really like were able to determine relationships mm-hmm. and notice those things in relationships. To and see the turd on the floor, as I say the, in mentoring. Yeah. So see the turd on the floor. And now that things are starting to open up, Everyone is kind of in a position now where we can start adding singular variables back into our lives. So that way we can keep determining how we feel about things. Because mm-hmm. we went through a grace period where there was just us in our house, in our bubble. We felt safe. We felt secure. Now we have to go out now and find that one thing and bring it in and be like, okay, this is all I, this one thing is what I've changed today. How do I feel about it? Mm-hmm. Is this a good change, a bad change? Good change, hold on to it. Bad change, obviously get rid of it, mm-hmm. right? And then a couple of days down the road, it might be like, you know what, that change that I made, that coffee shop that I started going to because I loved, I went there today and just felt really bad. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to notice it. It's And, that, and that's the work, Scott. And is that is the work. Because that's what we're talking about is hitting that roof with that human life. You don't ever really get to clean yourself out the way that you would in moving in towards the light life because you you hit the nail on the head because what you're talking about is how you remove that 
that ball in the drain and you can't discern between all of the noise and all the clutter if you're not if you actually haven't removed it to do it and that's one of the big things about our world when we take people on we're like are you ready to do this because when you are then you can literally see with clarity on your journey and it's mind-blowing but you can't pick and choose because when you pick and choose then it's it's another thing stuck in the drain and it's coming from an egoic pers- per- perspective versus the feeling. And I love that. I think that's well, that, so amazing. Well, that's why we always deal with things one layer at a exactly, time. Exactly, whatever the because layer is. That's all you can focus on. Yes. Because that's what it's we all need, consuming. That's what we need to draw our attention to because this is the main layer we're on. Yes. You can't be focusing on like 500 things at once because no. you don't What's the what's your a, cells can't even handle yeah. it. Your your body, your DNA, all that stuff. Like what what what's happening here is you're reprogramming your computer system. You're doing all that. You can't blow up the computer system. You know when your iPhones get hot or your computers get hot. If we're if you're going through all of that at once, you're gonna just implode. You're you're literally gonna just like give up. Yeah, don't whole ass. Don't half ass two. Don't half ass two things. Whole ass one. Thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And just give it the attention. Yes. And so going back to the whole um, past and the future and not living in the present thing is trying to control from thinking, not feeling. Because when you're sitting there ruminating about the past and the future, you're not even th- you're not even feeling it, okay? Your control, your ego, like how they're showing it to me, it's like an octopus and you're in the middle and the tentacles out to the past five years ago and then it's pulling that that thought and moving it all the way into the future because it happened one time and you're not even in the present of how your life is. So the example I would give is, you know, I remember Scott and I talking about, you know, when we went through our really, really, really hard times, he's like, isn't it crazy how the ego keeps pulling from that one fucking time, you know, you almost didn't make rent or that one fucking time that things were hard and it pulls that octopus tentacle all the way over to the future and is like, That's what's going to happen two months from now. That's what's going to happen three months ago. And then you're here, you are sitting in the middle in the future and your life looks nothing like the past or what your ego's telling you the future is going to look like. And that's the spin that so many people are in because the ego from thinking pulls from the dead past to make it, try and make it the, the current and future reality. But it doesn't even really pull it into the current. It's it's always mo- going into the future. So if I was to use me as an example, I mean, that's what my, my ego always does. It never stops and tries to talk about how my life has changed in the moment. I'll go to Scott and be like, well, two months from now, this is what it's going to be because it was like that six years ago. And you constantly live in that thinking, 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 computer programming and then you get so frustrated and you're not even trusting yourself you're what are you doing there well yeah it's it's a monty python it's a mr (laughs) bean skit where you have a driver in the back seat and you have one in the front seat and the steering wheel just gets passed into the back seat so the guy (laughs) from the back is being like hey I'm steering now and this is kind of why, you know, oh my God, look up, watch out for that thing because we've been, we've seen that before and that (laughs) was terrible. So we're going to steer around it. Yes. 
and you're just being a passenger in the front seat being like, wow, look at the mountains. Look at the pretty trees. <laughs> this is so amazing. Either that or like, I mean, if you're a great passenger like me, which is why I generally drive, because if I'm a passenger. <laughs> Shit's hitting the fan. My fucking head's against the wall, <laughs> against the window, and I'm fucking sound asleep. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because I know that about me. I fucking hate being a passenger in a car because I just, I'll just sleep. But you need to bring that steering wheel back into the front. Yes. Be aware of what's happening in the past because we need to learn from it. Feel it. And we need to feel it so we can learn from it. We need to be aware of it so we can make those decisions in the front seat. Well, and what's coming to me with this analogy that you're using about bring the steering wheel to the front is the reason why the ego avoids the steering wheel coming to the front in the present because it doesn't want to feel any of those outcomes or feelings. Yes, it steers itself away from exactly. the away from those things. Exactly. Because it's in the back being like, oh look, like there's a huge monument over there. Oh yeah. my God. No, you know, last time we went to a monument, <laughs> yes. like we almost pooped our pants, so we're not going to any <laughs> monuments anymore. Yeah. And you're in front seat and be like, well, that would be really, you know, I mean, yeah, we pooped our pants last <laughs> time, but it would be kind of nice to see. But yeah, I'm different now. I'm different now. And ego's like, no, no, you had coffee this morning. <laughs> there's no bathrooms there. Exactly. And that's the story it kind of says. And you're avoiding the feeling of it. Because I always say this in sessions where it's like, you just need to allow yourself to go into those past scenarios and those future scenarios and fucking feel them within yourself. Like, you know, I... I've and had, we only remember certain situations anyways. Exactly. The ones that really impact and change your life, you've kind of buried. You don't even allow yourself to go there. Yeah. Because it's like we always say with like... Um, like when we did inner child work, it's never what you remember. Yes. It's the one that you've forgotten that's had a greater impact on your life. The mm-hmm. one that you remember, you've it's kind tainted, of, yeah. it's kind of tainted and you kind of a sort of half-ass dealt with it. It's the ones that you have forgotten and buried that's really dragging you down. Yeah. So feel, you yeah. know, <laughs> feel. And it's, and it's the hardest thing. Like you were somebody big who didn't feel. And now, you know, Scott, could be watching a TV show and you walk in and he's crying. Yeah, I almost choked a few times because I was like <laughs> trying to eat dinner and watch a sad show at the same time. It's kind of kind of a weird like just like and and what would be your you know your words to everybody of like that switch for you and how you got the emotions kind of going and and how how that journey has I know in the last year it's like the waterworks and the feeling really switched for you where you were somebody when I first met you sat across from me and you're like I will never live with a woman again and I will never love anybody again and you were just like so jaded and turned off from those emotions from you know your quote-unquote past and so what got you to the point to like really start feeling again like do you have any words about that or I wouldn't say as a if you're looking at it as a, as a switch type situation. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a switch, but. Well, if you're looking at it as a okay. switch type situation, it's not an on off light switch. It's a dimmer switch mm-hmm. where you kind of like slowly increase it over time. Yeah. That's what, but allowing yourself to start small, be okay with it, acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And then when something comes up again, you know, you can get a little bit deeper into it or it can stay there until you feel a little bit more comfortable and you can slowly get into it deeper and deeper and deeper because you trust. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all going to be okay. And really, what the hell is wrong with fucking crying? Or feeling. What's wrong with someone's feeling? You know, and I sit here and I see, you know, lots of ladies and stuff come through and they're, you know, had like they're teary-eyed sometimes when they come out. 
But really what's been the switch is like some of the guys that have come through here yeah. and the conversations that I had with them. Like they're just so fascinating because they're almost the exact opposite of like who I am. Mm-hmm. And what the, and what we talk about is just so interesting because I never would have applied that to, to myself. Mm-hmm. So it's just really allowed me to see that it's just okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I think for the for male energy as well, that's a big, you know, there is there is pockets of it with with feminine energy where they're really struggling with that feeling. But I really feel if you're masculine or female and you're really struggling with that feeling and that trust, the words that Scott just said is it's okay. It's okay. Like that I think is the overarching energy of everything right now is it's okay. Like whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, whatever you're denying of yourself, whatever you are in your layer right now, you need to first and foremost be like, it's going to be okay. Because it goes back to that favorite line that you always used to say to me when I was having my fucking moments and crying. And I had one, I cried in the kitchen, I think it was last Sunday, and I really, really cried to you. And, um, you know, I felt these weird fucking emotions, these overlays and everything. And then we went for a walk to the beach and then you're like, it's okay. Like you don't need to attach anything as to why you broke down. You just had to feel those emotions, whatever they were. And look at, I can't even fucking remember to talk about them on the podcast because I felt it. And it was just okay to just feel that emotion, to have that, that moment that I haven't had in a really, really, really long time to let those emotions move through me and not attach a judgment to it. It just was okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to have those releases. Yes. To have those, to have those breakdowns mm-hmm. because like anger is the opposite of that. Well, jealousy is the opposite mm-hmm. of that. It's the confinement. It's a building of a wall. It's a box. It's a box that yeah. you're trying to put yourself mm-hmm. in. Even though you think I'm angry and I'm yelling and I'm screaming and I'm really expressing myself. No, you're literally just building a perimeter around yourself and keeping people at distance. But most importantly, you're building a fence around you, separating you from your feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's most important. That's what the anger is doing. It's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's like a barbed wire fence. And to get on the more advanced side of it, if you look at us as light beings, okay, so we're a stick of light, and then all of a sudden we have our field, okay? So this is basics, back to basics, like Nights with Coco vibes, where I'd be like, your field goes, you know what, 10 feet, Scott? I guess yeah. we could say the the thing out to your left and to your right and in front of you. That's your field, okay? So when we talk about keeping your pipe clean, when we talk about all of that, it's like we have to start with the body. We have to clean out your body. We have to work on the density. Then when you move into a higher frequency and live as a light, it's all about your fucking field, okay? So if you hold anger, if you're holding jealousy, if you're holding resentment, if you're holding victim, if you're holding you know, blame, all of that, that's sitting in your field, you guys. And you're wondering why shit keeps happening for you is because that shit is in your field, especially when you start doing the work. Like if you look at, if you're in our world and you're doing the work and we're working on your body and we're all of a sudden your body's getting super cleared out, what the fuck is still in your field? Because the field is what absolutely fucking manages everything. And Scott hit the nail on the head. It's like, 
you can't harbor those things because that then jams up your fucking ocean. You know, if you look at your light as the boat and then you look at your field as the ocean, your boat can be fucking brand new and clear and you've done all the work. But if your fucking ocean is still harboring all those things or going back to the beginning of the podcast and you're taking in the fear, the business of fear, the business of fear wants to fuck your field. Because when your field is fucked, your field can't go out into what I would call creation to bring in instantaneous manifestation. Now, here is the hard part. And this is where lots of everyone is going to get stuck. Yes. Is you still have to allow yourself to feel that emotion of anger, Mm -hmm. of whatever. Yes. Because otherwise that just creates the thing. So Mm -hmm. we'll go back to the boat analogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ocean's getting fucking rocky and wavy. Yeah. You have to allow yourself to navigate the wind and the waves. Yes. Because if you don't, and if you fight it. Yeah that's when your boat is going to have water in it. Density. And it's going to have density and it's going to be heavier. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're going to start having problems. So So that is a very thing we have to be aware of. Mm -hmm. As much as we try, we need to move past anger and fear and resentment and jealousy and all of those emotions, we also have to allow ourselves to feel those emotions so that way we have the understanding of really where they came from so that way we can remove it. There's no point bailing out the boat of water if it's just going to get filled in again. Mm -hmm. If you don't like fix the leak or you don't learn how to ride the waves and weather the storm better, Mm -hmm. all you're doing is essentially... You're, just replacing wa- replacing the water in the boat with more water from outside the boat. Well, and what I love what you just said there, Scott, that right there, that whole description, that whole imagery is a better human life. Literally, it's a better human life. Because you're using, you're going, we'll use the Tony Robbins example. You're getting Tony Robbins to be like, oh yeah, like there's that anger, there's this out in the field. And you are maybe touching on it and looking at it and telling yourself you're dealing with it, keyword telling yourself, but not feeling any of it. And then the boat keeps filling up with water because you're trying to control the the waves, you know, instead of feeling the waves, instead of, do you, do you see how I'm trying to separate this out? That's a really good analogy because the difference between light living and you, your human living is human living is that boat it never gets fixed. That boat never's new. That boat never sails the seas with ease. Well, the okay, so this popped in my head as you're talking about it. With human living, what you're doing is you're building a safe harbor. Yeah. Good. You're building something to break the waves or to block the wind. So that way you can sit your boat yes. in the middle of the harbor and it's control good. Control it. Yeah. And you guys can, can control it because now you're kind of aware of the wind and the waves. Yeah. So you've done something in the 3D. Mm-hmm. That's allowed you to have a safe harbor to anchor your boat. Mm -hmm. The checklist. Mm -hmm. Light living, Mm -hmm. you're out on the ocean. You've now learned how to navigate the the wind, the seas. You know how to like... From yourself. From yourself. You know when water comes in the boat, like you're able to bail it out. And it's not a problem because we're on the ocean and water's going to come into the boat. So Mm -hmm. we're okay because we trust in my knowledge, in your own knowledge, in your own skill to be able to navigate Mm -hmm. whatever situation that comes in. 
because you don't need somebody in the safe harbor to tell you i have faith yes in what i am doing exactly. and where i am going even though i don't know what the destination is exactly that's a, that's a spot on description between the two because when you're the boat in the safe harbor you're waiting for everybody all the other boats that are in the safe harbor with you to tell you the news to tell you what's going on to tell you what to or, do no you're not reacting to the news yes. you're not reacting to that stuff because you're in a safe harbor yeah. because you've built a place for you for serenity. Yes. You built walls. You built walls so you can have the, the place illusion. of serenity. The illusion. So those things don't affect you. That's the light. That's that's human living. Yes. And I that's love that. perfectly okay. And it is perfectly okay. Because you've cleared your field out and that's fine if that's where exactly where you want it to be. Well, you didn't clear your field out. You literally, your field is still fucking messy as fuck. But you're in denial about the fact that it's messy as fuck because you're in the safe harbor. That's the difference. Because you're in the safe harbor and you're just like, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to patch the holes in your boat. Exactly. Because you're like, there's no more waves. Exactly. No more waves. And 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 it's that it's that language, Scott. Of you're like, well, this is life. You know. So when your field is fucked and there's gossip and there's drama and there's low frequencies and there's work and there's all these things, you just label it that life because that's the safe harbor that's that's the lingo you use and that's fine but that's where people need to get radically honest with themselves because it you know i said it on a podcast a couple weeks ago i said 2022 is the tsunami warning 2023 is the earthquake and 2024 is the fucking comet and i mean you've seen nothing yet you guys like you know well should we then tackle the energy report yeah let's talk let's tackle um, it next month because i feel like we've kind of like Hopefully we've hammered this point home and there's been lots of good things for you guys to be able to to pick up on and really start to apply to your life. Yeah, so Scott and I are just going to break down this energy report for all of you guys. So as I read it, I really just want you guys to sit with it. And these energy reports are just so bang on and they really help you navigate the waves, wouldn't you say the waves in the ocean, Scott? That's what the purpose of these are for. It's the weather forecast when you're out on your boat on the exactly. ocean. Exactly. It's the weather forecast when you're out on the boat in the ocean. Okay? So I put this out early for a reason, and it, it really hits. So here we go. Before the month begins, days before, you enter into Disneyland. Well, holy shit, how pumped are you to be in the greatest place on earth? And so right away, you're at the ticket line and you get a choice between two rides. Ride number one is Bart Simpson goes to war. This ride is full of flames, tankers, and you get to experience the real-time fears of it all. It comes with magnetic seats that move and you feel each sensation. They say it's the ride of a lifetime and you won't even know the difference between what's real or not. The critics say this is the best one of all. It gets your blood pumping and you feel fear and it gives you that high. It completely pulls you in. And even though you're in this ride for a short time, you're so consumed, distracted and experiencing the game in full real time. The lineup of this ride is long and everyone is choosing this one. The other ride is brand new. Very few critics have beaten this ride for the lights and the glitz of the Bart Simpson ride is the talk of the town. But this ride, even though it's overlooked, is it. So for those who already know this, they head straight to the line and there is a large group that says, fuck this shit, I'm tired of the Bart Simpson 
line, let's go to this ride, and their lives are changed. The second ride is called the slide. No description is given, no fanfare is shown. When asked what it is, the ticket booth says no clue. No one has ever said anything about it. They just go because they feel it. So at first with this ticket, so everyone at this ticket is saying, what the fuck, are we going to die? No one knows what this even is, but once you have that ticket in your hand, it's like an activation takes place and you are never the same. This month is going to be very obvious which ride you're on. The awareness will be clear. The body will talk. The pain, the fear, the cling, the addiction to what is known, popular and concrete in front of you will be what many choose. But those that make choices from feeling and a deep trust will experience a month that solidifies and changes everything because of one word, trust. By the time we hit the 21st and back up to the 11th, when the ride choices are really locked in, that period of time will change everything. Either you're cemented and struggling in the same old, same old, or you're experiencing everything. And we mean everything that's been stuck or working to create, it moves. So again, this month, you see the awareness of how much your life inside and outside is hard or it's ease, but it comes down to choosing yourself and getting out of the game to see the true and new reality that bursts into density in the following months. So what's the slide, you ask? Well, no one knows because you never come back to Disneyland or the game to talk about it because the slide shoots you out like a time traveler into the new, a whole new state of being, a reality that the game knows exists but wants to distract you. So you don't trust, you don't believe, and then leave. To live a life that seems impossible even for the imagination of Disney because even Disney is controlled by the parameters of a thing called control within the game. Scott? That's good. And a lot of it is, is like, yeah, like as we sit here and one thing that popped up to me that I wanted to note is like where it's like we don't know if we're going to die if we go on this ride. Yeah. Disneyland wouldn't like make any money if people were dying <laughs> but that's to fear we tell ourselves yeah. right so we have to trust that like disneyland doesn't want to kill us because they want us to come back yes so that way they keep making the money off of us yeah faith trust like at some point in time we have to move uh, i think it's a quote from a dan brown novel or, or a dan brown movie yeah science doesn't deny the existence of god it actually makes it better or like actually shows that there is one yeah because there's so many things we don't understand and we can't explain but we get caught up and here's an analogy that i was because i'm on my money walks while i talk about this here's an analogy we can get caught up on flowers are beautiful yeah but now we can get caught up in like the genetics of flowers and how to design flowers and change the colors <laughs> of the flower into the petals and how the cells work, which in itself is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But if you don't understand any of that stuff about cells and pollination, you can still appreciate the beauty of flowers. Yes. Take that in. That's the science of it is the cells. The spirituality side of it is just the, the beauty, the beauty of it mm -hmm. without having any of it understanding. Mm -hmm. But you can still have both. Mm -hmm. You can still understand how the cells work and still appreciate the beauty of how the cells work and the beauty of that the flower actually produces. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's neither one nor, nor the other. 
Well, and when we go back to this energy report, how you said that this energy report is the weather when you're on the boat. And the analogy that I'm giving or getting right now is we're on that ocean right now, okay? And it's like, you know, we ha we're having that trust on that ocean. And then all of a sudden, beyond the limitations of the mind, all of a sudden it's that movie where a fucking portal, a door opens up in the middle of the ocean and the boat sails through that door. It's like Outlander. And all of a sudden you're in a new world. You went through the slide. A whole new world. <laughs> Love it. But isn't that amazing? So when I opened up this podcast and I said, the game is trying to distract you, okay? The energy report showed you, Bart Simpson, okay? We don't even need to get into it. Very obvious what the game is trying to do. Then there's that group that's on the water. They're trusting. You know, you might be a little fatigued wherever you are in your journey, but you're on that fucking boat. And that door opens up in the middle of the ocean and all of a sudden you're fucking Claire from Outlander and you go right through that door and, you know, you're not going to Outlander. Sorry, guys, you're not getting Jamie Frazier, but <laughs> you are going through that door to a whole new world and you won't even know how the fuck you got there or what the fuck even happened because it won't be happening through thinking. It will be happening, honestly, through a time split. It'll be happening through an advancement that I can't even get into on this podcast for anybody to even understand properly because there is not the exact words for me to even give. But you have to trust in what I'm saying is you go through that door because you're on that slide. And that's why you don't ever fucking go back to Disney because the Disney that you fucking go to is not the one that the game goes to. So you really need to process all this, you guys. You really need to. We are in... You know, we are in a state of being and um, creation of a whole new world with, so with Scott's beautiful voice right now. And it's not coming from egoic thinking uh, creation. I don't know how to put it any, any simpler than that. Like we just, you have to really, really feel it and make a decision this month what ride you want to go on and be okay with it just trust you have you know to what? trust you know what you want inside you do you do you ultimately know what you want to decide and it's fear that's keeping you stuck exactly the fear doesn't necessarily go away you just learn to trust yourself more the more you lean into it yeah it just gets easier it, it, it just gets easier so I feel like we're going to leave you at that. It's like the fear does not necessarily go away. It gets easier because it no longer is consumed within you. It's a voice, you know, it's a experience outside of you and you're able to pick up on it right away and consciously see the fear instead of living through the fear. So trust, 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 trust. Faith. Faith. All the things. You got to have faith. <laughs> So thank you guys for, you know, saying yes to you and, and showing up here no matter the obstacles and the things that could keep you from doing that.